0: Hi everyone. Good evening. Haven't, haven't uh, been in this space for a while. <laughs> it's my corner be- of my bedroom. Um, I have to say it's not, not, not so bad not having to, to set everything up in and in, oh. over on campus. Um, so um, it's nice to see you all. Um, all right. So let's get right into it. Um so tonight,, um, as I said in the email I sent out, I just want to build on the remarks I made a couple weeks ago on mindfulness of breathing. Um, and um, you know, I think there's a reason that every major Buddhist tradition and many meditative traditions that aren't even Buddhist um, begin with mindfulness of breathing. Um, first of all, uh, following the breath, um, is a good way to just begin to get in touch with physical reality, like in the present. It's, um, it's a way to tune in to something that's going on right now in the moment. Um, and, um, You know, of course, one of the things we, we learn as soon as we try to be mindful of the breath is how little the mind actually wants to stay tuned in to the present. Um, and so a lot of the training that we undergo in the early stage of meditation, when we try to do something like just follow the breath is figure out for ourselves, and I think each of us is a bit different, just what it takes to stay tuned in um, as much as possible to the breath. Um, I think it's a it's an art, it's not a science. Uh, the amount of like willpower to use, the amount of effort, whether to be firm with our attention or be soft, um, how to let thoughts go by without being hooked by them. Um, and you know, I, I, I mentioned uh, a phrase that Suzuki Roshi liked to use, which is, you know, if you're trying to control a herd of cows, one of the best ways to do it is to give them a big, big pasture, right? Wide in their pasture. Um, and and I think you know, each of us figures out for ourselves what that means. I mean, if the th- the cows are the thoughts, right? Um, you know, we learn, I think, very quickly that trying to stay too tightly focused on the breath seeing each thought as like almost like this thing you're trying to bat away. So you go right to back to the breath actually might be counterproductive. Um, And it's important to develop enough concentration so that we can stay fairly tuned into the breath, Um, not in a laser like focus, but just like so that we can, you know, with some predictability be able to use the breath to ground ourselves in present moment, physical reality. Um, And then, and that doesn't mean we're not going to get pulled away maybe quite often, but to have developed the skill to be able to notice when we are and to pull ourselves back, that's just really foundational. Um, And um, I think very few other meditation techniques will work very well if you can't maintain some kind of basic focus on the breath. And so it makes sense, it's smart to to focus on that in the early stages of one's practice. And we will tonight begin our sitting together by going through those early stages of following the breath. But it's equally important um, at some point to be able to expand the scope of our awareness um, beyond just the breath beyond any one anchor that we might be using. So some people like using sound as anchor. A lot of people like using the breath. Um, Other people use body sensations in different parts of the body. And any, and some people use mantras, you know, some people use, um, uh, I mean, the flame of a candle, right? It's a very traditional. Um, watching the flame of a candle is a very traditional kind of method. It doesn't really matter what you use. The whole idea is basically the same. You're just like developing the ability to focus in some way. But but ultimately we want to be here in reality as a whole, not just one narrow band of what's real, you know? So not just the sensations, the nose, the chest or the belly, but really the whole of what it feels like to be here, Um, our life as it is. um, And so it's important to be able to expand beyond the breath to include the totality of um, our physical presence, moment by moment. We begin by doing this on the cushion but it's something important to be able to do just throughout one's day. Um, so whenever we're walking, engaged in other kinds of activities, um, especially I think when we're engaged in conversation, it's really important to be able to stay grounded in the body. So many of the conversations that go awry, right? are when we get reactive, we go up into our heads and we, st- we, we lose touch with how we're feeling and we just start Saying things that we end up regretting, you know, later on. Um, so, can we stay tuned in to the, the totality of how our bodies um, are feeling, even as we're engaged in conversation with someone? So, this kind of expanded form of awareness is, is key for the practice life in general. Um, so, tonight, um, we're going to just go over, uh, I think, one very good method for slowly, gradually over time, expanding the field of awareness to include the whole body, but even also just the environment around us so that we feel the entire body at once and are also tuned in to what's going on in the space around us. Um, Those of you who've been here um, coming to this class for a long time will be familiar um, with with these methods. Um, Nothing, nothing, radically new, but, um, it's possible that some of the ways I'm going to frame what we're doing tonight might be slightly, slightly new, slightly different. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. So, um, the, the importance and the benefits of expanding awareness in the way I'm talking about, I think has many, many different facets. Um,
1: I think, um, Perhaps the most important
0: basic reason that we wanna practice presence, practice awareness with an expanded field of awareness is because Zen meditation is ultimately about just being with our life as it is. You know, It's about not about getting somewhere. It's not about making something happen. Uh, it's not about producing a certain kind of mental effect, not altering our state of mind or anything it's really ultimately just boils down to something incredibly simple, but also I think very difficult to really, it's a difficult idea to grasp as simple as it is. I think we often like in our minds interpret it in some other way than what it just says on the surface, which is just be with our life as it is. Um, all the practice just boils down to that. Um, and so one of the ways that we, um, take flight from life as it is, the most common way we take flight is by fleeing into thought. Um, we get lost in our minds, get lost in thought, lost in fantasy in, in rumination, projecting to the future, uh, ruminating on the past, time traveling, all the different things the mind can do. The mind The mind is incredibly creative when it comes to taking us out of the moment. And so being in the moment, doesn't mean not thinking because the mind will do its own thing, but it really uh, fundamentally means being in the moment physically, like feeling, um, experiencing the body and the body situatedness in our environment, moment by moment. I think that's one of the most important, um, I think, reasons to, to practice this form of expanded awareness. And ultimately what I'm gonna talk about tonight, this is a kind of expanded field of awareness, is I think the core of um mature zen practice. It's 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 just what what we do, like when we're on the cushion and what we're just when we're going through daily life. It's just we are just aware in this kind of a wide spectrum way. Um I think another reason why it's um important to practice, This related, it's not totally different, is that it, um, it allows us an, a different way of being with difficult sort of um, sensations and emotions that may com- come up in the course of practice. Uh, anxiety, fear, um, you know, grief, anger, all these kinds of things that, that emerge in the body that are very uncomfortable. And because they're uncomfortable, um, they will, will often very quickly move into the mind and start like engaging with these kinds of mental states at a very mental level and start thinking um, about, you know, our anger, thinking, or rather, thinking what we want to do because we're angry, or thinking about the objects of fear, thinking about our anxiety, spiraling in different ways, etc. cetera. Um, and at those kind of moments, it's very important to be able to sort of not just notice what the thoughts are, which is of course an important step in labeling the thoughts, noticing what the thoughts are, but then as much as possible, just residing in the physical sensations of the body as it feels those different kinds of emotional states or mental states. Um, and only through that kind of practice do we start to transform our relationship to those kinds of mental states, Um, starting to sort of get a little bit more spacious relationship to them, start to feel less reactive when they they emerge and um, start to understand better what their true nature is, that they're just intense physical sensations along with certain kind of beliefs we have. I mean, that's really what even the most intense forms of mental states that we have are just some kind of combination of thoughts and bodily reactions of some kind. And this practice allows us to really see the totality of how those kinds of emotions and mental states affect our body and to get some kind of spacious distance from those reactions so we can be with them and not be so identified with them, not be overwhelmed by them and not be carried away by them. Um, so I think that's not actually, um, essentially different from what I said earlier about just being with what our our life as it is, but it's just, um, it's just a slightly different way of talking about that. Like when difficult emotional states emerge, this practice is really core for transforming our relationship to them. So being with them in a different way helps us learn to tolerate being with those kinds of emotions without being swept away by them, but also helps us to understand in a very minute way what these mental states are doing in our bodies so that we aren't so caught up by them um, when they emerge. Um,
2: So, uh, I think the last thing
0: I'll say Uh, before we get into the practice is that um, I think when one does something like following the breath and it's a crucial stage, like it's very easy to get caught up in the idea that um, it's supposed to make us feel a certain way. It's a practice that as we, become more familiar with it, more comfortable with it, more skilled at it, can start to help the mind settle, can um, start to help the body settle, can often produce feelings of calm. Not not always, of course, but it can over time. And it, it, it usually does. And it's very easy, even when we've been sitting for a long time to still get Hooked by the idea that some sittings, when we're following the breath, are better than others. Like, um, yeah, I really was able to follow the breath then. I could really settle down. Or, no, that was terrible. I couldn't follow the breath at all. I was just so distracted. Um, and um, to get sort of hooked by the idea that, um, you know. Really, what this kind of practice is meant to do is to change our state of mind in some way. But, um, but even though, you know, people say it all the time, I think it's really hard for people to actually fully believe that that meditation practice or Zen practice specifically isn't intended to change us, isn't intended to make us feel different, isn't intended to produce a certain kind of effect. Um, it's about being with how we are, as we are, no matter how that is. Um, and that might mean we're really distracted. That might mean we're really angry. That might mean we're really calm you know, and focused. Uh, It might mean anything. And it doesn't matter what our experience is. Um, It's really truly just about being what their life as it is. And I know from my own experience that it took many, many years of practice before I got beyond a theoretical grasp of that and actually sort of was able to embrace it as what the practice was about. Because I kept hearing it and saying, yeah, 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 but really like that, that's just code, right? Like we're really talking about, it. it's supposed to like if it, this no change or just life as it is, it feels really special, right? Um, and yes, yeah, sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. And it's like, it's it's there is no way to do this wrong as long as we're just being with how we are. Um, I guess, you know, as long as, let's say, as long as we're being with like our bodies as they are, <laughs> you know, um, like getting completely, like like uh, losing track completely of our present moment experience, that will happen. Um, but I think this is where a little bit of the discipline comes in and it's good to return to the body. And this is the, the practice we're gonna go into tonight is a way of expanding the focus on the present through the breath to the body as a whole. Um, and as long as we're doing that, whatever the mind is up to, whatever our emotions are like, however the body feels, right? All of that is okay. It's not supposed to be any particular way. And then we start to realize over time, and this is where this deep transformation starts happening, that through all those ups and downs, there's this stiller point that can ride all those waves of impermanence and change that can be tossed about can can experience incredible pain and suffering and also ecstasy and joy, and yet can just be with all, all of that as it emerges. Um, and you realize that it actually isn't about the experience. It isn't about how the mind and the body feel. It's about being able to be with however the mind and the body are at any moment. Um, and that's what this practice is really about. It's about cultivating that ability to just witness our life as it is, to be with our life as it is. Nothing special, Um, but of course, in some ways, yes, profoundly transformative, but precisely because we end up over time giving up the search for some kind of answer, some kind of goal, you know, and then like a genuine peace starts to become possible. Um, I love Joko Beck's way of talking about this. She said, on the withered tree, a flower blooms. And I think what she's talking about when she uses this image of the withered tree, is like the withering of all the goal-oriented desires that bring us to practice in the first place. This idea that there's gonna be some prize at the end that feels so miraculous, right? Um, that, that, That will just radically change our experience. And actually when that withers away, then the flower of wisdom can bloom. Um, And the only way to to let that flower wither, the the flower of our ego grasping all our desires, let that all wither, is just to continually moment by moment, come back to our life as it is, our experience as it is. So that's what this is about. Um, if you want to sign off on the call, (laughs) feel free to, (laughs) um, so, uh, okay. So simple. What we're going to do, we're going to do some breath following just like we did a couple weeks ago. And just like we always do just following the breath. Um, I'll begin with a few different cues to get us into that. We'll do that for a few minutes, settle into the sitting. And then I'm gonna, um, we're gonna do this practice is called a three by three. And I'll actually explain it just a bit so you don't have to worry about following along. Um, It's gonna ask us, so we're gonna always be following the breath, but then we're gonna add a second anchor, some some spot in the body, and I'll rotate it. We'll do a few different iterations of the three by three. Um, Maybe we'll begin with the hands, maybe, the feel of your erect spine, right? Or your feet, you know, um, or the top of your head. I don't know, I'm just gonna make up on the fly because in a way it doesn't matter, okay? Um, and then we're gonna add a third anchor, which is always gonna be something in the environment, the feel of the air in the room on our skin or sounds in the environment or, um, You know, we won't do it tonight because we're all looking at screens. I think it'll be distracting, but when you're doing this on your own at a later time, you can even have your eyes open and just like the quality of the light in the room could be one of the external anchors. And then we are aware simultaneously of these three anchors, breath, something in the body, something in the environment for three full breaths. And then we let them go. And then we... just reside in a kind of open awareness of the body as a whole. And then we'll pick another three anchors, breath, another spot in the body, another spot in the environment for three full breaths, and then see if we can slip into just a more open awareness. The idea is to repeatedly expand our field of awareness beyond just the breath holding multiple anchors in our awareness at the same time. But the key is not to be fixing on these three anchors, but to use them as a gateway to just a more wide open kind of awareness. So if you feel like you can slip into just feeling the body as a whole, just feeling the body sitting here, feeling the, the room around you, then that's fine. That's actually in a way, the goal as it were of this practice is to kind of like prime us for that more open kind of just being with the body as a whole. All right. Um, And we'll do, I think a few different, you know, iterations of this three by three, so you get the feel for it. And then we'll just sit for the remainder of the time. And if you feel like you're having trouble staying sort of grounded in the body as a whole, then you just pick another version of the three by three for yourself. Um, Breath, body, something in the environment. Um, so I want to make clear that, you know, it's really, it's not, the key is not like somehow in some laser like way, focusing on these three anchors, but using these three anchors as a way of dilating our awareness. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think that, I think it's probably pretty straightforward, but any, any questions while before we go further, we'll have a chance to talk about it a little bit after, but, um, I just want to make sure that what I've said so far is clear enough. Okay, cool, so let's go for it. Okay, so just please get in a comfortable position.
2: And um,
0: let your awareness settle on the breath and feel free to use whichever part of the breath feels most natural and easy for you. You might follow the breath in your nose might follow the rise and fall of your chest
1: or the rise and fall of your belly.
0: I actually often like to use the belly and the chest together just feeling my torso move with the breath. And so any, you know, any one of these three spots or some combination of them, whatever feels
1: best
2: for you. And as we begin
0: settling into this first breath-following phase of the practice, let's try using um, some of the verses that we tried the other night, and then we'll transition into just the wordless following the sensations. But um, so as you breathe in, say silently to yourself, breathing in, I know I'm breathing in and then breathing out,
2: I know I'm breathing out.
0: And you might try shortening the phrase now to just breathing in and breathing out. And, you know, half your awareness is on the sensations of the breath and perhaps half your awareness is on the phrase, whatever proportion feels right to you. Some people find it easier to focus a bit more on the words, some a bit more on the sensations and that might change as you settle deeper into the sitting, but breathing in and breathing out. You might now just say in and out as you follow the breath, in and out. feel free to drop the phrase in and out and just follow the breath at the level of sensations. But if you find the phrase or the words helpful, feel free to continue using them. We're gonna follow the breath in this way for a few more minutes. And as you continue following the breath, whether using the phrase in or out or not, See if you can feel with each breath just ever more detail, ever more texture, feeling the subtle shifts in the sensations of each in and out breath, all the way from the beginning of an inhalation to the very end, beginning of each exhalation to the end. Just really getting as fine-grained a sense of these sensations as possible. And as a reminder, whenever thoughts pull you away from the breath and you lose track of the breath, just notice that you've been pulled away. Acknowledge that fact by saying, thinking to yourself. And then gently and without judgment, come back to the breath. If a particularly juicy thought, one that has a lot of pull on you, has an emotional charge, a thought like that pulls you away, it can be useful to label it more specifically by saying having a thought and then repeating that thought to yourself. Like having a thought, I can't do this right. Or having a thought, this isn't working. Or whatever it may be. For most thoughts, just saying thinking will be sufficient to help you come back to the breath. But for thoughts that seem like they have a special charge for you, maybe our core beliefs, labeling them can
1: be
2: very powerful. And then come back to the breath after you label. Let's now start
0: the three by three practice. So continue following the breath in the way you have been and add to that an awareness of your hands, the sensations in your hands. And feel the breath and the sensations in your hands simultaneously. If at first you can't do it simultaneously, it's okay to toggle back and forth, but see if you can hold breath and hands in awareness at the same time.
2: And now add to that
0: an awareness of the sounds in the space around you. So breath, hands, and sound
2: all at once.
0: And let's hold all three anchors in awareness simultaneously for three or so breaths. Now let's try another variation on the three by three. Go back to just following the breath as you were earlier. And adding to that, bring your awareness to the contact that your bottom is making with whatever you're sitting on. So feel the sensations in your bottom along with the sensations of the breath. And now please add to that the sensations of the air in the room you're in on any exposed skin on your body.
1: And let's follow these three anchors
2: for three full breaths or so. Now, just return to following the breath again.
0: And add to the awareness of the breath an awareness of the posture of your upper body, the feel of your spine, and the posture just of
2: your whole torso. And now add to that an awareness of sounds in the space around you.
0: And now see if you can just reside in awareness of the body as a whole, not focused on any particular anchor, but just feeling the presence of your body,
2: just sitting here.
0: Your awareness will naturally be pulled to certain sensations, that arise to prominence, and that's fine. And then just let the awareness rest in the awareness of the body as a whole, whenever it's not being called in any particular direction. Just feeling
2: yourself sitting.
0: You may notice at times that the mind is wanting to pull you away from your awareness of the body. Just note thinking or label the thought, then come back to just resting your awareness in the body,
2: experiencing the body as a whole.
0: We're gonna sit like this for five or so more minutes. And if you feel at any time that your focus on the body as a whole, your ability to stay in the body as a whole is getting fuzzy, it's getting harder to resist the pull of thoughts, then try a round of three by three, just using some part of the body along with the breath and some awareness of the environment.
2: Are you here feeling the body?
0: If you are, then you're doing everything you need to do, just experiencing the body, sitting here. And remember the body is not meant to feel any particular way. We're just sitting with the body as it is, however it happens to be feeling.
2: Okay, that's good for tonight. Hmm. So
1: I
0: don't know if people were able to feel this with the, you know, f- feeling the breath, but not necessarily following it, just feeling the breath as part of your experience, right? Um, so, in in the tradition of Zen that I was trained in, I think this is uh, what's meant by shikantaza, just sitting, you know, just sitting, right? Um, the traditional ways of, of explaining that practice are often very vague and it's very hard to know how to follow them. But I think this is, in my experience, I think one of the best ways of sort of step-by-step step getting into that state of just sitting. And also it's nice because it gives you something to do if you feel like your mind is just, you're unable to stay in the body. It gives you this tool of coming back to three different anchors. And so I think it's nice to have a method to rely on when you feel like you just need something to, to help ground yourself, but then ultimately something, a method that can that you can drop and let go of. Um, I think, um, if you do this regularly, and for those of you who've been sitting a while now, I think this is actually like the really good, just basic foundation practice um, to do. Um, there, and you just your your sittings will be really different on different days. It'll, all sorts of different things, and and um, just over time. Um, you, you'll, you'll start. To, there'll be these struggles of like, but I want it to be something else. I want. I want it to, to do something for me. Want, and then you'll see that come and go. And then to see what it's like just to be with how you are, no matter how you are, it just starts to produce this kind of like equanimity and stability, which is profound. Um, but don't be surprised if. You know because the thing about following the breath and other techniques is there's this constant feeling like i could get better at them there's something i could i could i can if i do this i'll just feel deeper in concentration i'll feel something and with this there's just not even that <laughs> like what are you going to feel hope but you're already that you're feeling all you can feel you know um but it works at a deeper level and i think this is really this is the this is the royal road you know um and I think um, just two other things I'll say before I open the floor is like, one is um, it's very natural when we're sitting with the body, to just not like how the body feels. Sometimes the body feels good. A lot of times the body doesn't, you know, and even not when it's not feeling particularly bad, you know, there's sometimes the body just feels really bad. We're like really angry or really anxious. i like, then that's obvious. We don't want to be in the body, but there's other times where like the body just doesn't feel comfortable. We just like feel antsy. You just don't really want to. And it's just so interesting to observe the way in which we want to take flight to the mind. It's just really just watch that, really study that. That's going to be huge. And then another thing that might happen that I'll just say, because I think uh, some of you may already have experienced this or be familiar with this, is sometimes you'll actually experience like a real quiet and peace and calm, but it almost feels like, like you still want to just get out of it. You know, even when things feel good, you want to like get out of it, like you want to take flight in them. And it's just, that's also equally, maybe even more interesting observe, right? Um, What is it about us that finds it sometimes unnerving to just be still and quiet? I think it's because that kind of sense of meanness, right? That's usually just doing things softens as we engage in this practice and that's unsettling. That's the thing that gives us a sense of stability. And so don't be worried if you feel like, like almost like you're like like anxious, or I don't know, for no reason, like you just want to like, like suddenly like get out of this presence. That's also quite normal. Um, And so, and it's just something to observe and just as much as possible, keep returning to experience the body. And over time become more comfortable with this sort of groundlessness of this just being. Okay, so um, uh, as always seems to be the case, I talk for a long time and yet I feel like I stay so superficial because like this, but anyway, that's all I have gonna say for tonight. Is there anything that anyone wants to share about their experience tonight, or just with practice in general or any questions that anyone might have? Um... I also wanna say to you guys, I'm sorry. Like when we're doing hybrid, I know that it doesn't seem. I like to, to look at a room and to look at the screen. My attention split. I just. I hope you guys don't feel like I'm neglecting you guys in, on Zoom. <laughs> I, I I care so much about this group that 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 calls in this way. Um, trying to make the students also feel like you know they're. So anyway, um, it's it's just it's a little awkward, but it's like yeah. hi 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 mary hi no i I find it difficult to just sit still for 40 minutes so
1: (laughs) i walk around i listen to everything
0: you say but um uh, i uh, right now i can't do it (laughs) Mm. but mary you've been you've been calling in for a while right you've been you could yes so have Um, you noticed any Uh, like um, like um ability to sit a bit bit longer than you did at first
1: if i focus (laughs) okay
0: yeah i get it yeah all we can do is what we can do you know and that's that's like yeah so if you're if you're if you need to to pace a little bit or walk around or move around do whatever you have to do yeah it's good to have you here
1: no thank you You're wonderful. I mean, I don't feel I didn't feel neglected when you had the students. I'm happy that they're there.
0: It's really nice that they're there. It's really it's wonderful yeah. to see this. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. But hmm. One thing I love about this practice that this is like there are times where you know I'll be sitting in retreat and like I just be so exhausted and like like just so my mind and like you know there are times where all you actually can do is just sit <laughs> sit there you know and um and this is this is you can see, this is like getting back to ground zero you know the fundamental It's like beyond all the techniques, all the methods, sometimes it's just about being with how you are. And it's nice, no matter how much other noise there is, how much other stuff's going on, it's like this is always available. And there's something profoundly comforting about that. Even if our experience is uncomfortable, sometimes even barely bearable, it's like this just baseline presence is always there. Um, And I find that a
1: beautiful
2: thing. The silence feels nice.
0: Well, this is the last sitting we're going to have together for 2021. What a year it's been. <laughs> oh my god. And like being here in this my like this my room like this, it's like déjà vu. It's like, "Oh my god, like what is going on right?" Now? <laughs> um, hopefully I won't have to be here into 2022, but I uh, Um, but the nice thing is no matter what happens we have this and that's really nice yeah so thank you all for making 2021 way better than it would have been without you i'm
1: deeply grateful
2: thank you Mm. bernie
0: Thank you, Bernie. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I'll see you in
2: 2022. Thank you, Bernie. Next year. Happy (laughs) holidays.